Welcome to the 2024 MLB expansion draft that for some reason only has Yankees players in it. The first selection of our special draft, uh, the Nashville Blue Notes picks. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. With me as always is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Stay snappy Friday, everybody. It's a fan mail Friday here on Locked on Yankees. So we have a whole bunch of questions we need to get to here today. So thanks for clicking on it. But Stacey, today we have a fun little game we're going to play. And it's because of one of our Locked on Yankees insiders, Chris, who asked us a couple of days ago, if both of you could start a new team with five core players, who would you pick and why? Chris, the insider episode description for more information on how you can become one and pitch segments like this. We're going to one up you. <laughs> we are going to do a draft between Stacy and myself, five <laughs> players to start a brand new franchise. So welcome to the 2024 MLB expansion draft that <laughs> for some reason only has Yankees players in it. Yeah. So here are the rules. We can only select players that are currently in the Yankee system, major and minor. We each of us will have five picks. Three of those five picks must be major leaguers, two of which must be minor leaguers. And for the purposes of this, if there's any question on whether they're a major or minor leaguer, they are defaulting to minor leaguer, i.e. Jason Dominguez, Oswald Peraza, all those kinds of guys. Uh, we are going to do a coin flip to see who goes first. So, Stacy, I will let you get the honors of uh, picking heads or tails. Tails. It is tails. So Stacy, <laughs> the Nashville Blue Notes, which has been your team uh, selected. I am going to be going internationally to Monterey, Mexico. The Monterey Molcajetes is my team. So Stacy, you are officially on the clock with your first selection. Uh, the first selection of our special draft, uh, the Nashville Blue Notes picks. <laughs> we pick Juan Soto. <laughs> All right, so Stacy is going with Juan Soto with the first selection. Great pick. I think mm -hmm. he may have made a massive mistake, though. Oh. Because with the second selection of the <laughs> expansion draft, the Monterey Molcajetes have selected Garrett Cole. Oh. <laughs> so that that why I'm saying that is a problem for you is you essentially have no pitching now. <laughs> Because yeah. Now you have to choose between a, a couple of three slash fours. Mm. Uh, I, I'm going to focus on pitching here. I obviously had to because the Yankees just don't have a lot of big league bona fide <laughs> aces. Obviously, most teams don't. But I got Garrett Cole, Stacey, who have selected Juan Soto. Look, I'm not saying it's a bad choice. I'm just saying I got pitching. <laughs> uh, the uh, Nashville organization is now on the clock with their second selection. Uh, the Nashville organization, because we're probably not going to have a lot of pitching, is going to pick <laughs> Drew Thorpe. <laughs> you can't select Drew Thorpe. <laughs> you just broke one of the rules. I know. <laughs> you wish. 
you wish he is no longer in the Yankees organization. Uh, Rob Manfred has slammed his gavel down and you can't select him. No, I'll pick Will Warren. Will Warren. Okay. So that is your first minor leaguer. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can now select one more minor leaguer and two more major leaguers, just so you're aware. So you have Juan Soto and Will Warren Uh, with the second selection of the expansion draft. The Monterey baseball club has selected Aaron judge. Oh, (laughs) so I got the captain and the ace on my squad. I'll, I'll tell you my draft strategy after we're done with this. But, uh, <laughs> you are now officially on the clock with your third selection. I am going to pick for my second minor leaguer, <laughs> Jason Dominguez. Damn. Damn. Your outfield is set. Dang it. Yeah, I, I was I was I was leaning that way, too. I Which is good with the lack it. of pitching. A lot of fly balls will be heading their way. <laughs> yeah, you needed that. Man, I'm starting to run dry on on major league on minor leaguers. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to go on the minor league front uh, with the thirds with my third selection. The Monterey Mocahetes have selected Oswald Peraza. Nice. All right, so we are down to two more picks. Stacy, you have both of your minor leaguers, and you need you can only select for major leagues now. Okay. Um, this is my fourth pick, right? Correct. Okay. I'm going to go with Anthony Volpe. Okay, you're picking Volpe. So so you did the Yankee thing. You took Volpe over Peraza. <laughs> <laughs> well, you took Peraza first. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I had him man, listed. You, you, already, you already took. Dang. Okay. Uh, oh, geez. Okay. Since you can't select any minor leaguers, I'm not going to go in the minor league camp anymore. So I'm going to stick on the major league side. Uh, with my fourth selection, the Monterey Mocahetes have selected Glaber Torres. Ooh, good one. Thank you. Uh, and Stacy, your last pick. This is going to be a shocker for most people, Uh-oh. but I believe that he's going to do better this year. And I am picking Uh-oh. Carlos Rodon because I need oh, another Oh, I knew you were going to say it. I knew <laughs> you were going to say it. Okay. And I have my final selection, which must me be a minor leaguer. I have an ace already. I can build around that outside of it. I have one outfielder who's aging. <laughs> it's between Beater, Jones, and Wells. Uh, but I'm thinking 2024, so I'm going to go with my final selection. Monterey has selected catcher Austin Wells. Hmm. <laughs> so my draft strategy here, Stacy, was try to be good next season. Yeah, That was just... my biggest goal. <laughs> mine's just have humans on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why again like spencer jones i don't anticipate being here in 2024 at best he's a september call-up so there's that um so stacy your final club uh consists of juan soto will warren jason dominguez anthony volpe and carlos rodone uh my team is garrett cole aaron judge oswald peraza glaber torres and austin wells uh i'm not gonna say i beat you but i'm gonna say i beat you i think mine's the better team oh yeah uh, <laughs> I got Cole and Judge, baby. Uh, let us know in the comment section hey. which team you think is best. If you're on uh, YouTube, you could see I had Cole and Judge there. I had a bunch of guys there. <laughs> you did. But you did get Soto. You did get Soto. So I think I have the better club for 2024, but you might be set up better long term because you have Volpe, Warren, and Jason Dominguez. See? Okay. I did have a strategy. I just didn't realize it. Yeah. Yeah, you're set for the future. I'm set for the now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, I figure, you I know, guess, expansion, oh, expansion teams don't usually do well right off the jump. So, like, right out of the box. So, yeah. Yeah. Unless you're the Las Vegas Golden Knights, apparently. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, old... it works in hockey. It doesn't work in baseball for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think my team's going to be pretty good in 2024. I got uh, an MVP and a Cy Young. And, uh, and I got, you know, I got a silver slugger in there and a potential and couple gold gloves. Mine will be good in like 26. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think in 2026, maybe 2027, <laughs> you might be looking at a pretty decent team. Yeah. Uh, again, Chris, thanks for this idea, man. This is super cool. And I like this. Yeah. This Shout out fun, to Monterey Mocajetes. I was, I was nervous because I'm not good at drafting. I don't like, I was telling Steve before this, I don't like doing fantasy baseball one because I forget about it within two weeks and I just don't do anything. But the drafting just makes me angry when people take the players I want. So I'm, why do I want to be angry? So I don't do it. Uh, notables that we left off. Uh, Rizzo didn't get selected. Um, well, I was also going by age too. Cause I, you know, yeah. like I said, I had Cole and judge on the list and the only older person I picked really was Roton. Roton so. uh, sure. <laughs> uh, Stanton obviously didn't get selected. Alex Verdugo as well. Cabrera, Everson Pereira didn't get picked. Um, I almost did. I actually almost picked him. <laughs> Spencer Jones, Chase Hampton got left off the list. Uh, I was down, I think considering Clayton beater, uh, Beater didn't get selected. Jared Cerna didn't get selected. Roderick Arias, George Lombard Jr. So yeah, it's tough. Hey man, when you only get to select four of your your prospects, that's what happens. And Spencer Jones didn't get selected. Sorry, I yeah. thought about it, but I was trying to compete this season. Yeah, so. sorry, sorry, Clayton Beater, I had you there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little light on the outfield. I might end up making a trade for Spencer Jones in the future. <laughs> Uh, but let us know who is your number one overall pick. Would you take Juan Soto or would you take Garrett Cole like I did? Uh, let us know in the comments section here on the YouTube side. Of course, it's Friday, so it's Fan Mail Friday. We have a whole bunch of questions on a whole bunch of topics coming up next. Locked on Yankees is brought to you by Ibotta. Look. All of us can use a little extra money in our pockets. That's where Ibotta comes in. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $140 to $5 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join over 50 million savers and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta using the code LOCKEDONMLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code locked on MLB. That's I B O T T A in the Google play or app store and use code locked on MLB. (laughs) 
back here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, everydayers, don't forget to check out the Locked On Sports Today streaming YouTube channel 24-7. Best stories, best shows every day. So definitely go check it out, especially if you're one of our YouTube members. Of course, as well, we are five days a week. So don't forget that we are back on Monday with five more episodes starting next week for the entire season. Stacey, it's Fan Mail Friday. Let's go ahead and get to some questions. We go to our YouTube community here today. As always, you can reply to the pinned comment on any of our episodes monday through thursday so make sure to be a part of that this is coming from vincent m durham 1695 do y'all think the new york yankees have done enough this offseason to improve the team and increase their chances of winning the pennant and a championship keep up the great work stacy and steve stacy have the yankees done enough to improve the team sure (laughs) to win a championship or a pennant and a championship they might have to do stuff at the trade deadline if they're doing well. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was kind of leaning at. I think the deadline might be a place where they end up going and picking up another arm. Yeah, and I think that may be why we didn't see more moves after certain things happened. I feel like that's what they're aiming for. Like they did just enough for them to be okay. And if they make it to the trade deadline where they're doing really well or they're just right there, they can make a move to improve the team. Yeah, something where they look, okay, we need to get over the hump. Right? Mm-hmm. That's They clearly have upgraded from last season. Uh, we've talked a lot about the bullpen, how it's been, I wouldn't say overhauled, but maybe retooled and reworked. Uh, they've kind of given themselves more options on the left-handed side, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a backup for Clay Holmes now and Caleb Ferguson, uh, especially, again, as a left-hander. Uh, you know, they signed a little bit more depth. They obviously had to get rid of a good chunk of it because of the Juan Soto trade, but they have some guys in place. And, and I feel like they're in a decent spot and a better spot than they were a season ago. Uh, depth, notwithstanding on the starting rotation. So, yes, they have improved their chances. Are they the bona fide clear cut leader on the American League side? I don't think so. Uh, stay tuned for our American League East preview here in a couple of weeks before the season starts. Thank you, Vincent, for your question. And always being a part of the fan mail community. Our next one's coming from another tried and true Martin Ober 249. This season will mark the 15th anniversary of the current Yankee Stadium. Are both of you happy with the current edition or do you miss the old stadium? Stacy, I never got a chance to go to the old Yankee Stadium, uh, but I have been to new Yankee Stadium as recently as 2022, as everybody knows i live here on the west coast so it's a little hard to get there but uh stace your your thoughts uh now that we're you know this is the stadium now it's it feels weird saying new yankee stadium because it's not so new anymore it's crazy that it's 15 years it feels like that flew by um i miss the old stadium only with regards to how the upper deck hung over the field basically like when you had upper deck seats you still felt like you were on top of everything and it, feel, it feels like it made the stadium way louder. Um, but I don't miss the dirtiness of the old stadium. <laughs> I don't miss the broken downness of the old stadium. Um, I feel like the new stadium is still new enough to be clean and new. Even 15 years in, it still feels really nice when you walk in there. Um, but there are aspects of the old stadium that I miss. I mean, I had season tickets for uh, 15 years, and the bulk of those 15 were in the old stadium. And I do miss some parts of it. Yeah, when I went to uh, Yankee Stadium in 2022, when I was with the Rail Riders, I, I went while, you know, we had a couple of days off and uh, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed the experience. Uh, we kind of talked about it the other day when we were talking about the Yankees universe uh, promo that they're doing. Yeah, entering that needs to, that I hated that trying to get into the ballpark was a bit of a mess. Um, 
It's always a mess. It doesn't matter what day, what day of the week it is. Playoffs are like 15 times worse when you're trying to get in. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, That's another thing. It's 15 years now, guys. Could you figure this out? Figure it out. A little bit of a mess there. As a newcomer, it was a little confusing, especially once you enter the ballpark, kind of like the entryway, um, the foyer, if you will. It's kind of confusing on where you're at, like especially mm-hmm. because everything kind of looks so similar. So as a newcomer, yeah. it's a little confusing. I'm sure once you go to the ballpark, you know where you're at and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But as a newcomer, it was a little confusing to me mm-hmm. uh, for the first time. But I still enjoyed my time. Uh, I sat uh, in right field. Uh, not in the bleachers, but you know, on that little overhang. So I, I enjoyed it out there, kind of right down the right field line. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. I had a good time. So I, I definitely don't dislike it. It's not, I wouldn't say it's my favorite ballpark I've ever been to. I, I think that's still Wrigley and it's hard to argue against that. And it's hard to, hard to say it's not one of the best buildings to watch a sporting event period in uh, is. So uh, yeah, Wrigley's still my favorite overall. Uh, thank you, Martin, for your question. We have one more here in this segment, Stacey, maybe two more if we have time. Uh, this next one's coming from Big Georgie 333 which I believe is a newcomer here, asking us, do you think MLB will ever consider having an international division with more Canadian teams and adding Mexican teams? Thank you, Big Georgie, for your question. Stacey, we talk a lot about uh, expansion here on this show. We've gotten a lot of questions about it, so clearly it's on top of many baseball fans' minds. I think it's because... The conversation around Vegas, obviously, uh, just in sports in general, the conversation around the NHL and how quickly they started expanding over the last few years. That's still a question. You know, the conversation around another Atlanta franchise in the NHL has been popping up recently, as recently as the All-Star game in the NHL. So I think uh, that MLB hasn't expanded in a good chunk of time. That's probably why people are talking about it so much these days. Obviously, uh, on the NBA front, they're talking about it again in Seattle and things like that. So your thoughts on this, Stacey, an international division uh, that would obviously take some time to curate. Right. I mean, it, it would take time. I don't know if they'd be able to do it or would be willing to do it, but I would love that. I really would. I think that would be so cool. I don't think there would be an international division that has both Canadian and Mexican teams in it just because. Of oh, you know, yeah, the travel. Designer. The travel would be an app and even with Canadian teams it would be a nightmare because really when you're looking at the major cities in Canada, they're all really far apart from each other. And like going from Vancouver to Toronto isn't easy. And even like Calgary or anywhere like that, it's not that easy to travel around Canada either. Yeah. The reason it works in the NHL is because you have three days in between. Right. right. You have after the game, you fly out there, you relax that day, you have morning skate the next day, and then you're good to go. You know, you have time to to kind of recuperate. Obviously, in Major League Baseball, you don't really have that luxury. Not that they're saying that they don't do that. Obviously, teams play a doubleheader and then fly out across the country and play the next afternoon or after or evening. You know, that happens for sure. Uh, but clearly, travel is was a big part of. Uh, recently of conversations in major league baseball it's a big part of nba conversations right now uh because you know some teams have been complaining about back-to-backs and things like that when they have to fly and then play the very next night so there are a lot of conversations around that i don't think that would include both uh i think what is more likely is you would see two pop up and uh and then them just being folded into the NL or AL West or the AL East or the NL East, something like that to where it made more sense to where they'd be traveling. So I think that's a little more likely than, than seeing them uh, form their own international league, if you will, like the international league that exists in AAA. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you, big Georgie for your question. We're going to step aside one more time. We have a couple more questions we need to get to some of them kind of interesting. Some of them in the weeds stick around to find out. 
Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing super bets. I love everything about Super Bowl Sunday, the game, the commercials, especially the food, the halftime show, and I love parlays because those are always fun bets to make. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Back here on Locked On Yankees, a fan mail Friday edition every Friday on the show. Always reply to that pin comment here on YouTube to submit your questions or, of course, join the Locked On Yankees Insiders Club. Stace, we got a couple more from our YouTube community here. Thank you guys, by the way, for being uh, so – what's the word I'm looking for? Curious, I guess. <laughs> Curious. Lots of questions here today. And uh, if you didn't get your question selected, don't worry. You can always resubmit them or submit a new one on any of our episodes next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's where we pull the questions from. Okay, this one's coming from apparently uh, a, a, a regular now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, New York Yankees Hulkamaniacs, who joined the show, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago for the first time, uh, asking us, what's one bold prediction you have for the 2024 Yankees? Stacy, our first bold predictions of the year. This is it. Yeah. Remember, we're going to be bringing that segment back uh, for people who were with us last season. Uh, we did bold predictions for uh, every weekend series. So we're going to be doing that as well, keeping track throughout the season, just like we did last year. Stacy ended up winning last year's bold predictions. Uh, so I, I have uh, I have to redeem myself. But Stacy, uh, we won't count this towards the total, but let's go ahead and get our first. Uh, let's dust off the bold prediction shoulders for the year. Ooh, OK. Um, bold prediction. I'm going to it's a theme today. Uh, Carlos Rodon wins 17 games. Whoa, that's <laughs> massive. That's bold, Stace. I've I, my apprentice. My apprentice. <laughs> uh, that's really huge, man. That's really huge. Um, I'm going to go on the exact opposite front. And I say that since we we're talking about the, the trade deadline uh, at the trade deadline, both Oswald Peraza and Oswaldo Cabrera get traded together in order to get another pitcher. But that's a sad, but they get to be together. Best friends. I was going to say, yeah, the best friends get to be the, together. That'd be good. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So I wanted <laughs> to go in the opposite direction that you did. Uh, thank you, Hulkamaniacs, for that one. That's a good one. Uh, this next one is coming from, I think, also a newcomer, Stacey, at Albert Hoku. I hope I'm saying that right. Asking us if the Yankees qualifying uh, qualify offer Glaber Torres and he signs elsewhere. And the Orioles qualifying offer Corbin Burns and he signs with the Yankees. Do the qualifying offer penalties offset each other? And the Yankees do not have net losses regarding draft picks and international monies. <laughs> Thank you, Albert. This is a very in the weeds question that I alluded to last segment. Don't take this as Bible 100%. I believe this is what would happen. Well, one, it would vary depending on where the teams finish in 2024. Uh, it depends also on the salaries, on whether they were over the, the threshold or not when it comes to um, the competitive balance tax, which obviously the Yankees are supposed to be over the competitive balance tax in 2024, while the Orioles, to my knowledge, are not expected to be over. So 
that depends on how those types of things play out. I believe uh, they would be separate. They are not, you know, withholding to how anything else happens. It would be more so like, hey, this qualifying offer has these consequences attached to it and has no bearing on how any other qualifying offer. I think in an, a weird world, it would be possible to where they would also cancel each other out in essence. Hmm. But the, that trade pick would still be sent to, let's say, Torres signs in L.A. or something. The, the, that would still be switched over from L.A. to New York, and it would be a separate pick. Um, so it wouldn't be the exact same pick. But in essence, it could be like if it worked out that way where they're like right back to back to each other if all those things kind of lined up. Um, it's, it is a little confusing, but I think they are separate transactions and I don't think they have any bearing on each other. That's what, uh, I was trying to find an answer reading up on it from the MLB website, but that's kind of what I came to a conclusion of. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it is a little weird. I think there would potentially be like, again, where if the Yankees and Orioles finished with the exact same record and had the same amount of money, like that could in theory be that way. But, uh, yeah, I think the draft picks are, are completely separate. That that's how I was reading into it. Uh, if you have any more knowledge on that, again, this is kind of in the weed stuff, but if you're like super into the, uh, the CBA and all that, and you understand all that uh, a little bit better than I do, let us know in the comment section, but that that's what I gathered. Uh, thank you, Albert, for your question. This next one is coming from at Aiden rocks asking us, is there a possibility that if Stan isn't productive and has a terrible season that the Yankees decide to just release him next season, if a trade can't be made and what is our future at first base after Rizzo is gone? So a two parter Stacy uh, for my money. Yeah, I think that's uh, the Stanton stuff is completely on the table. I think this year is pretty crucial for his career in New York. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is, this is do or die basically at this point which is sad to think about but it really is and i think he knows that going in yeah i think it's pretty pretty imperative that he has at least some semblance of a bounce pack this season if it goes sour i think that idea definitely gets kicked around with the anticipation that jason dominguez should be ready in 2024 to be uh on the opening day roster uh a chance of spencer jones should he have a big year in 2023 so there are bats coming uh fairly soon and uh without any moves the roster's getting smaller and smaller here so yeah i think that's that's fair and then the uh the future at first base after rizzo is gone stacy i don't think you should look past ben rice uh obviously he split time last season uh between catching DHing, and playing first obviously the idea of austin wells has been kicked around at playing first base i was gonna well. choke and say austin wells yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think right now the future at first base, if you had to if you had to force me into what I would say for 2025 after Rizzo is gone, I bet you would be DJ. It would be the first baseman on opening yeah. day 2025. Yeah, because he's still there. He still has that contract and um, he knows how to play there. So that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's much of a there, there's really not much in way of a bona fide first baseman in the system that is ready to go by 2025. So I think they would just kind of piecemeal it together with DJ over there at first. And then maybe you might see Ben Rice playing a little bit more first base this season. You might see Austin Wells dabble in it as well. As far as we know, last season, he was not practicing. He wasn't taking grounders. He wasn't doing any of that uh, in AAA, like some reports had suggested they might start doing that never happened to our knowledge. Um, so I think there's some ideas to kick around there, but it doesn't seem like there's a full bona fide plan in place. Like who's the next guy? First base doesn't seem like that. Oswaldo Cabrera could also play some first base if they needed it. Uh, 
Uh, thank you, Aiden, for your question. Stacy. our last one. This is coming from at Mr. Mallory 94 asking us, who is the next team to go into a rebuild? I know the Guardians are a popular pick. Stace, rebuild candidates uh, moving forward here in Major League Baseball. Who would you pick? Mm. Well, I, I'm, I would assume just because of the stuff that's going on out there, it'd be Oakland. <laughs> um, I don't feel like there are many teams that are going to be going into a, like a true rebuild. I feel like, you know, he mentioned the guardians. I feel like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> like it wouldn't be a full rebuild. And it, I don't know what half these teams are doing, but I feel like Oakland is probably the next one. Yeah, I think the teams you're looking at, obviously, that are currently in one is the White Sox, very clearly oh, are in the about midst them. of a rebuild. Don't get me started on the White Sox and the <laughs> fact that they're in like the third market in the country and they're just, it's an S show in that <laughs> franchise. It's just horrible what they've done to that team and the the fans over there deserve so much better. Yeah, it's tough right now to be a, a White Sox fan. Yeah, my pick was Oakland. And the reason why I'm picking Oakland is is yes, they've been selling off the assets that they do have to acquire more prospects and things like that. The problem has been them developing those prospects and with the prospect of them moving to Las Vegas and having to win over that fan base because right now it doesn't seem like they have the Las Vegas Vegas fan base in their back pocket. They would very quickly have to be competitive in order to win over the hearts of the Las Vegas sports fan base. So they need to do it now and they need to grow fast, and they need to get guys that are going to be ready here and competitive in Major League Baseball within the next three years if they want to win over that fan base. Uh, because if they go there and they continue to do what they're doing right now, it's going to be as bad as it's been, even worse when they get to Las Vegas. So who's going to want to watch that? Who's going to want to watch that? Like, it's exciting that a new team is coming, but you don't want a new team that's coming who are going to be terrible for four years. <laughs> Why would you yeah, waste or, your time? Or more, or yeah. more. Because, like... Yeah. Yes, again, they've they've made deals and things like that, but they haven't been successful in getting them successful at the major league level outside of like Brent Rooker, right? So they obviously need to do more uh, to be competitive, especially once they get to Las Vegas. Uh, but thank you all for your questions here today. We really appreciate them. If you have any answers to any of the questions we took here today, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments section here on YouTube, of course. Also, don't forget to tell us who your number one overall pick would be. Stacy picked Juan Soto. And I, of course, with the second selection, selected Garrett Cole. So who would be your number one overall pick if you were starting a brand new team? Very curious what you guys have to say about that. Stacy, we're back to five days a week. What do we got coming up next week on the show? So we're going to look at the best promotions that the Yankees have coming up in 2024. They have some cool stuff happening. And the pitchers and catchers preview, we're here. We're, 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 we're right there. We, we're, we can touch it. It's, it's right there. It's amazing. Yeah, next Next Thursday, pitchers and catchers report to Tampa. A lot of them are already there, but they officially have to report by Thursday. So super fun. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of that. And of course, that's going to do it for another week of Locked on Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We will see you on Monday.